Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. resembles the earlier ones in this chapter. It also contains enough interesting differences to make it another classic western ghost story. The place was somewhere along the Colorado Central Railroad near Golden, just west of Denver, Colorado. The date was July 21st, 1881. As the heavy steam engine chugged on, pulling its payload of rolling shock behind it, the engineer kept a close watch out the window of the cab. All was going well until he caught a glimpse of what looked like a bearded man standing on the track just ahead. The engineer fired a warning blast on the whistle and jamming the braking mechanism on as hard and as fast as he could. Despite his quick responses, seconds later, he was sickened by the sound and feel of a thud against the engine's front grill. His engine had hit, and no doubt, killed the man on the track. It took several seconds for the train to slow significantly for the engineer to investigate the terrible accident that he knew had occurred. The distraught man probably took those extra moments to compose himself in anticipation of the gruesome sight that would inevitably be waiting on him on the tracks. As soon as he safely could, the engineer jumped out of the train and onto the side of the track bed. At first, he saw nothing, no sign that anyone or anything had been hit by the train, but that was impossible. He'd seen the image on the track and had felt the jolt as the train had run over it. There had been a badly paralyzed human body somewhere under the train. Perhaps the remains would be back further than he thought. Still, standing beside the track, he signaled his crew remaining on the cab of the engine to back the train up. As he watched the puffs of smoke from the train recede towards the horizon, he was puzzled. There was nothing on or near the tracks for more than a mile, about two kilometers. He should have found the body 
but there was no sign that anyone, dead or alive, had ever been on the tracks. As he stood in a daze of concern and puzzlement, the engineer tried to reconstruct in his mind what had happened. Unfortunately, this mental review served only to add another strange element of the mystery, for he recalled that the image he had seen on the tracks had been wearing a black coat and hat. It was the middle of the summer. Such garments would have been, at the very least, unnecessary and uncomfortable. Badly upset by the confusion, badly upset by the confusing situation in which he found himself, the engineer signaled his crew to bring the train forward again so that he might resume his post. The remainder of that trip was blissfully uneventful, as were many that followed it. In a few weeks, the engineer was able to begin to put the puzzling incident behind him, just in time for another equally strange event. The spot where the engineer had been sure that the train had struck and run over the man in black, he heard a disembodied, heart-wrenching moan. Seconds later, passengers reported that an image appeared on board, an image of a bearded man wearing a black coat and a black derby hat. The apparition executed a severe chill and dreadful odor as it made its way through the train car before disappearing into thin air. Even when the image had vanished, a foul odor clung to the air along the specter's route down the aisle between the passenger seats. Some weeks later, Peter Dornan, a Denver businessman taking the train along the Colorado line, reported that a foul-smelling specter for a time sat down beside him. He added that he sensed the presence was not only unnatural, but evil. Dornan's sighting was not the last. With each ensuing visit, the reports of the ghost became more unpleasant. It seemed that the malevolent spirit was gaining strength. Passengers who saw the passengers who saw the apparition were terrified. On one occasion, the phantom was said to have been responsible for breaking the lights in a passenger car. Speculation and concern were rampant among train crews and the general community. The crew members of the train thought to have originally hit the bearded man were especially distraught, for they always felt somehow responsible for the haunting. The ghostly apparitions on the track and in the train lessened gradually until 1920s, when that trail route was abandoned in favor of a modern highway, Highway 93. Over the years, motorists have reported some strange phenomenon on Highway 93 near Golden. Apparently, an apparition suddenly appears in their car with them, an image of a bearded man wearing a black coat and a derby hat, and then he vanishes, leaving behind only badly unnerved travelers and a decently unpleasant lingering odor.